All right, welcome to another edition of Comp Talk here, where we dissect everything IBC and come into the final event on the calendar. I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Gregory Cooper. Coops, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you on this Monday? Yeah, bros, not too bad, not too bad. I know it's probably been um, seven to ten days since we have had the final comp of the year play out, but it's good to recap it anyway and come together and get your thoughts on um, what occurred, man, because there was a fair bit of drama going on, bros. Yeah, well, there was a bit of a gap, and let's just focus on Australia for a second. Um, How are the waves that you got last week? Wow. Uh, uh, that's why we didn't really talk. It was a bit of like really retired, I think. Like, I mean, I, I had a big week of work and then there was a few ways in, in between, but there was one day that was good that I'm pretty sure everyone saw on Instagram and people would have surfed it, but I saw a fucking big pit of, well, I saw a big like thing of Luke O'Connor going around the front of one, mate. I can't believe you actually survived. Yeah, yeah, but I, that, yeah, but I, I blew it. For everyone out there, unfortunately, the probably the best time has been 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., so noon, and that's when it was at its highest tide. It was a 1.9-meter tide. Um, I think that's why it held so well uh, and was so perfect with that offshore. But, um, yeah, I was having a bit of a – a shocker mentally and just thought I'd rush off to work because I was trying to manage too many, too many things and then missed probably the best session. And then that's the footage you saw of me in the afternoon trying to redeem myself, Coops. And unfortunately I tried um, too many handshakes with the devil brother and just, you know what I mean? We are talking about kept trying to get around. Sorry. Some people probably don't realize we're talking about shark Island right now and the, the wave you get is on your Instagram, yeah? Or is it on your stories? It's gone. Yeah, I think it was on my stories. I think Sean Peterson actually has it up as probably one of the, oh, the right. wipeouts of the day. Yeah, and if anyone wants to reference it, go over to his page. Um, he does some really good drone stuff. This is just filmed from the nursing home looking across the island. And, yeah, it's a it's a pretty funny sight for everyone not involved. For myself, it definitely brings, brings back um, slightly horrific and scarring memories of thinking I was just going to get around into the sweet spot and be inside the hole to at least probably get flipped to my to my detriment, but at least be inside, you know, the warm, beautiful, gooey centre that is Shark Island. So, <laughs> but, so, um, so what happened? Because you can't really tell. So you, it looks like you're trying to sketch around the around the wash and then and then it's like, yep, nearly, 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 yeah, nap, and then you disappear. Like what, what did it? fling you out or did you oh did you just off or what dead, detonated me straight out coops it was horrendous <laughs> i i kept trying to get to that sweet spot and i i should have bowed ages ago i i had a feeling coming halfway down that i wasn't getting around it but you're always optimistic and if you let that one go through to the keeper out there you're forever thinking like yeah, what if exactly and yeah you have it at your beautiful spot down the coast too and all that kind of jazz so it's like it's, it's hard man and um and i was off it because i'd known i'd missed some really good waves and like jack and um sadzy and and so many of the boys got got smokers which hats off to them they were, they were 
they were there, um, you know, with the eyes on the prize. But, yeah, and I just got flung out into the front so heavily from the impact of the lip coming down as a barreled over surge. And I probably would have cartwheeled five or six times to what I thought was probably out in front of the way, but I was probably tangled up in the wash. But for the first 10 seconds, I, I was just getting violently flung around. And the last five started to get a bit hairy because it, it starts to drain all the water off the island, even on the – highish tide um this is about a meter tide so it had dropped a fair bit from the 1.9 around midday but yeah dude and then i just kind of had a couple of cuts on the back of the feet and a shoulder graze but really got off pretty lightly for what it looks like it yeah for sure you know like, i mean it could have been way worse i could have been oh my god i got so nervous watching that clip mate the um so tell me it's been a while since she's been alive um how's the vibe Oh. Like, was everyone was 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 it, was it crowded? Was it not crowded? Was it only locals? Was was there heaps of blow-ins? Oh, tell me everything, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, both the first um, hour in in the morning or the forty-five minutes, Adrian Emerton was bobbing up and down on the channel, um, just frothing to be to be to be out there. He'd been working a fair bit and and locking into waves for that week was his priority. Um, local surfer, Harry Fisher, younger Grom, um, was out the back. He was just trying to pack a couple of solid Eastons from the peak. And Jimmy, a local fella, came out. Um, he he also got some sick ones on surge, but I think burst his eardrum, second or third wave, um, because it was just too east nor east. It just hadn't straightened up enough as that low was kind of doing its thing. And, um and that, that wind hadn't gone subtly yet or like southwest, so it hadn't given that subtle little kink to it because it needed wind, man. You know when you've got um, some favourite spots down your way and they lack, they don't have yeah. that, that wind on in the morning, they can be lumpy and bumpy and blah, blah, blah. It was very shifty like that. And then as the day panned on and the tide got higher, like I'm even talking at 1.4 in the morning at 8.30 or 9am, it was still too low. And that's crazy, like 1.4-metre high tide. But as it got to 1.9, it started pumping. And, um, yeah, if anyone wants to see beautiful surfing, go check out Jackie Baker's Instagram. It's been on Bodyboarding Kingdom too. Wrongly named, unfortunately, is Andy Lester, but can yes. easily, um, you know, forgive that because he wrote it so well, JBA. It was a fucking bomb. Yeah. Oh, sick. And Sadler, Sadler's one was insane, mate. Have you seen the, the, the photo of Sadler's? It's insane. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful colours, eh? And he's just right yeah. in the in the sweet spot. And just how many ribs are going up the wave. Like, it's yeah. always a spectacular sight. The island never mm. disappoints when it turns on. But, yeah, it hasn't turned on in a while, Coopsy, and it's a good sign coming into what's hopefully um another fruitful 12 months of heavy slab chasing out the hill. Yeah. Well, I mean... I, I'm stoked for Sads on that wave because he he'll remember that one. You know, like that's a that's a keeper for a long, long time, forever, pretty much. And 100%. you guys Poor are just shit. getting this all started with the island comp. I swear it's like juju. It's like it's just changing. Just before you just got the you got everything going and then this fucking <laughs> swell hits in fucking November, mate. Like, are you joking? Uh, I know. And, it's and the wind was supposed to go on shore, and then it kind of changed. Yeah, didn't it? it went strophies, and it was like a fucking, like, perfect storm. The swell yeah. came up with the tide. Um, oh, mate, it was epic. 
it, it wasn't was, so it epic was... for for a, uh, our mate Osler. He he said we're not allowed to talk about it because he missed out on the whole day. Yeah, I think he had a bit of a, <laughs> I think he had a bit of a, um, a bit of a hospital bay moment with his with his yeah. oldest one, Tommy. What did he have? Um, was it conjunctivitis or yeah. something yeah. or other? Yeah, and he had to miss out. Man, I know that stings. Like we all have those moments, and they never get yeah, easier right. being a, a human being obsessed with the ocean, but. He's got to remember he's had some epic ones out there, like that wave that was featured on um, the World Bodyboard page. I mean, we Bodyboard page, sorry. Um, uh, the submission he put in when he had his hair dyed blonde, it was just a crazy, ledgy eight-footer that he rode so well. Like, you know, he's had some sick ones out there. He can't be that disappointed. Pull your socks up, also, for goodness sake. Oh, goodness. mate. It's, so his, his missus is overseas at the moment. And yeah, he's got just kids. got back, I think. It, so this year, my wife Nanu went to Europe to see her brother and her mum. And the first day she left, um, well, it was the first Monday that she left, the wave that I kind of always want to surf down here was the best day this year. And I'm like going, is this actually happening? Like, <laughs> are you joking? Like, <laughs> any other day I would have been out there at 5.30 in the morning and I'm Oh, mate, I felt sick, sick. Oh, man. Like, and it was it's literally the same thing to Osla. Like, his missus goes away for two weeks, um, hasn't surfed this wave in ages, and it's probably <laughs> one of the best days of the year. I was just, I was just going, bro, my brother, I can feel for you because I went yeah. through exactly the same thing. But um, anyway. <laughs> Dude, the world tests you in funny ways sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it really does, and, and that's where. But talking about, um, you know, bodyboarding comps up and coming before we dive into front on here, I know we've di- digressed, but it's definitely worth touching on. Have you got some recent um, news that's come out of the Cold Coast, Coops, Ooh, in regards to got, a possible club forming down there? We've got a little bit. We've got a little bit on the sunrise, on the on the horizon. It's just poking its head over. It's, it's nothing in concrete, but it's fucking going to be in concrete because we're going to make it happen. Me and um, <laughs> a couple of the a couple of the boys down on the Cold Coast, we're going to um, create a bodyboard club called Cold Coast Bodyboard Club, which I can confirm because we've got the name. Um, Trademark, giddy up. Yeah, and we've got um, like Brendo's getting involved, a couple of local guys, Chris Chris Frape and my best mate in the world, Idris Wace, is yeah, taking dude. it. By the horns, he's already got two major sponsors. That's fucking right, two, because that is his job. He's a fucking genius. He, um, I'll give him a quick shout out. React Facilities Solutions, which is a cleaning company in the in the in the Gong, and then Franco Pizza Bar from Thoreau, best pizzas on the fucking coast. And we've already got two major sponsors, and we've got nothing. Like the club doesn't even exist. So does this so, mean at, at every like meeting event you're going to have just beautifully supplied hot fresh pizza at your beck and call? Is, is that what I'm Like pizzas flying fucking left, right, and center, and some guy's going to be cleaning up after us. It's this insane. Is outrageously good. This it's is insane. I heard of something better. Fucking Mate, hell. More information will come next year because I'm so fucking excited. It's all about the kids, to be honest. We're trying to get the kids um, uh, going on the Cold Coast again because it's been a big bit of a hole. Um, a hole is in nothing's happened for a long, a long time, and um, we're super. We can't wait. So, and you're coming. I don't care where you're from. Just come. <laughs> it's going to be epic. Yeah, six. So, is it, are we going to have like an online portal to sign up? Like, what's uh, what's the go? Yeah, we will, but 
that that it, it, as you guys know with the shark island comp far out like it's oh, it takes it's time not, yeah yeah for sure there's so much to like we, we, we've got sponsors we've got a name and then uh, we're still like uh, now we've got to go through all the hurdles you know what I yeah mean? yeah yeah it's but you've be... done the crux of it and you've kind of started um you know the wheels in motion so to speak that's a, that's the biggest thing Coopsie. no for sure man and and and, and i think the best the biggest thing in something like this is having your your mates behind you so we've got the support of each other and we can make it into something um if you're doing it by yourself um you've kind of got nothing you, you need people and you need support of everyone yeah. you need a big community backing up 100 but dude that is unbelievable yeah. news and Thanks, i wish mate. you the best on your endeavors i can't wait to come down when when i think lenny will be yeah lenny will be three when pretty much three bang on mate he's it. gonna be the fucking first heat in the water i can't wait <laughs> we'll have to see how he goes this summer he's definitely had some fun out there but i wouldn't wouldn't want to be putting him in an ocean um just yet with fins on a eh? or <laughs> be well no, well, if there's no rules mate so he can be on your shoulders in that division and oh sweet yeah cool you know we gotta figure figure out the a 45 inch board from Oslo might have to be the go then, eh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, dude, let's get into front on because there is a lot to digest there and to For really sure, pick apart, man. And let's just start with the controversy right off the bat. We've had three athletes removed from the competition, and they they were Mike Stewart and the Silver Brothers. So, you know, three high-profile people taken straight from the competition from the get-go. What do you reckon about that, Coops? Oh, I think we've spoken uh, a lot about this. It's um, definitely an under for me. Um, I'm, I, I'm not into it at all. Yeah, so. I'm not into it at all either. Probably should have been a monetary fine. If that, in regards to whatever went down, um, it might have just been a flex from the IBC and it's kind of backfired, I feel. And so, yeah, massive unders for me on that one also. I think mm-hmm. moving on to the competition at heart, God, there was some fucking good bodyboarding there, man, and really led by Robin Legros. Like, holy bejesus, man. Like some of those air verses and the way he was talking his body to get the revs out there in pretty average front on on the final day was was pretty next level. Yeah. So the conditions is one thing to talk about. Um, that Robin Legros guy here, he was, he was sick. Um, but the conditions were a bit of a bummer, weren't they? Like it kind of showed that it's a great, spot on tour and it feel, always feels like if it's not pipe at the end of the year this is the best next best thing but it did also show that it's not always pumping like i always just get this feeling like oh fuck yeah well front on will be sweet so it'll be pumping but it really wasn't like it, it was very unpredictable it was windy um it well, Robin Legros, he he picked the eyes out of, in my opinion, he just picked the eyes out of the fucking insiders. Like, he he was taking off on any wave that came to him, and if it was shit, he pulled off, and then he went back out the back and sat in the same spot, and then took off on another one that looked exactly the same, and then it either bowled up or it didn't. Like he, his strategy was fucking amazing. Like he did he did so well that guy. Yeah, he really did. And I think I heard whispers, I hope I haven't got this wrong, 
but um, he has spent a fair bit of time over there and and okay. has lived over there from period to period. Um, I, I'd love if if someone can correct me or confirm that, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that played a huge part because he was just so decisive in his decision making hey like he was a robot and as you said it probably was just a tactic of going once and seeing what the outcome was but as the tide came in as the waves got got weaker and that inside bowl came into play he was there to pounce man and it was from backflips to air forwards to air reverses to inverses he didn't care he had everything on lock i know and he like he it's like some of the ways he took, he, he never ever worried about priority. And I thought that that was a massive thing to his strategy. Whereas a lot of people, they're always worrying about priority, you know what I mean? Whereas in that contest, and I, and I truly believe it's because of the conditions, but he knew that if he could just get a little chip in, it, it was, it was like, it was big enough to get a score. And it, those insiders, they almost looked better because they were like, they were real cuppy and, and, and the bowls were sick. Like he just fucking picked the eyes out of it, mate. It was it was very impressive. Yeah, it was super impressive. It was, it was really good to see and kind of offered up um, a different scenario than what people would have thought maybe versus Pierre there and his, um, his race for the world title and having Tanner be crowned the world champion at the end of that heat with the result going to Robin and obviously Pierre needed to win that competition to to take the world title. That was also a big moment in there, man. And um to see the the joy and elation on Tanner's face and just the relief you could see was just pouring out of him at the time. Um watching the highlights and, and seeing that with Craig and a lot of his friends next to him. It was it was cool to see. Yeah, the the that heat that he beat Pierre, I reckon that was Robin's best heat. Like he, he was at the highest of his level uh, for everything in that heat, and it's almost like the pressure of Pierre. Uh, I don't, it had to get to him. Like it would have been so stressful, and in those conditions, like he, he's surfing against a guy that doesn't care about priority, and he like, but Pierre's the king of priority, so that's what undid him in the end and then Tanner got to sit there and watch this guy have the heat of his life and win the world title like made him win the world title type thing and um he oh, fuck Tanner would have been so stoked because he just kept lifting that guy mate and even till the last second he, he he kept getting better and um it was so sick for Tanner man because he really deserved that world title I, no disrespect to Pierre though like um, you, you've got to. Did you see Pierre after it? Like Tanner was having an interview, and Pierre just walked straight up to him and like hugged him. <laughs> he, he's such a fucking legend, mate. Like, yeah, he's a good egg. Don't you reckon? Like it, he could have been like super zero for hours. Like he could have hit in a corner, and he just walked up the stairs with a smile on his face, and then fucking hugged his opponent. Like it. It's it's pretty impressive, man. He, he's such a champion. I think he's in such a happy and good place at the moment, Pierre, with what he's done in bodyboarding and what else he wants to achieve. Obviously, there's not too much else to achieve, but I mean, just what, how he's positioned himself, he, he must be so chuffed. He's just um, such a well-respected, well-rounded professional in the sport, and it just shows through in those actions there. And Tanner equally is as, as cool, so humble in his opinion and um, just presentation of himself, but, you know, at the same time, just, 
technically a fucking savage. Like, have you seen anyone surf waves like like him? I, I can't, you know, thinking back to moves throughout his whole year, you know, that inverse air reverse and Eureka that actually I've touched on the podcast with him only earlier today, Coops in how he described <laughs> um, that whole rundown and what was going through his head at the time. Um, to his final with Pierre at the Maldives, um, to his first up confrontation with Tristan after losing the world title the year before, like um, in Anafagasta. There was just so much stuff to, to dissect with Tanner, just so much quality surfing because you don't don't remember that he he made like four finals, man. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. The, yeah. Like it's <laughs> – so a couple of like a couple of things like yeah T- Tana um t- thank God he won I I that's what I reckon like he one hundred percent like he he had the dream year except for winning a contest which he came so fucking close to um like remember I said to you today like if he had a one of one of those contests and got three seconds he had a, he would have won the won the tour before Fronton. So he wouldn't have even had to have gone to Fronton if he didn't want to. Um, so that's how close he was to winning it before there. So it was so dominant um, and amazing. The only reason he nearly had someone after him was because Pierre is like was winning the, the events that he was in. Um, so, like, but still, you know, I'm, I'm super stoked for Tanner. But just to – just – my opinion on this contest, just just quickly, I don't want to bring it negative to a positive, but like, um, how do I say this? So the guys that came first and second, David Perez and Robin Legras, right? Stoked for these guys, they fucking ripped, and um, I thought that was that that's a massive positive. Like you've got two, I think um, David Perez has done well before at the front on comp. Um, and Robin Legros kind of was really good with the conditions. So like, you know, I, I reckon that, I reckon if the waves are pumping, this contest would have been completely different in my opinion, but that's as always. So whatever, who cares? Um, but these two guys started in the first round, mate. Did you, did you know that? No, I didn't. Jeez. How many heats is that? Well, it's fucking eight rounds plus the quarter semis finals. So uh, let me give you another interesting fucking fact. The guy that won it, David Perez, fucking got knocked out of his first heat, the round one, but there's a round two rapid charge, which I never knew about because I'm not going to lie, I don't watch the first day because it's just so fucking long. There's eight rounds, quarter semifinals. Like it's just too much, too much. But so he actually came third in his first heat and then he got to go into a rapid charge into the second round and then went on to win the contest. Yeah, wow. Crazy, eh? Like I, I almost, if you're going for a world title, I feel like the last, this finals format that the surfers do, I love. I actually really love it. But even like a top sixteen contest or something, um, because you want those guys that are all in in the in the running to be surfing against each other. Even though I know they are in this contest, I, I know it's all. Oh, people are going to just fucking write me off for that. But it, 
It's, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, no, no, no. I know exactly what you're saying. It feels like at this current stage, there's too much of a pool at the start of the competition that feeds into the pointy end of the competition, like towards the final days where you could pro like, I mean, it's, it's harsh because you, you, you're cutting out people's ability to go into these world tour comps, but you're also adding the prestige of it because as the world tour for the surf league runs, they have a cap number of people that they run with the entire year, be it 30 or 28 or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. that should be kind of the same for bodyboarding because you're keeping it that elite standard where, don't get me wrong, it's amazing someone can come from the trials in round one and go the way through, and they should be able to do in some sense, but not the mass numbers that are going through and it's like taking up so much of the 10-day competition window and all this kind of jazz, you know? Like it's, it just seems well, like it's it's almost yeah. too much of a, of a, of a, of a big event in, in, rather than just quality bodyboarding event if, if you know what i mean yeah i feel like that this event as an event by itself from the, with the, all the seeds and and the guy at the end with the trophy above his head is sick but as for the race like the because the conditions were shit the early round heats really affected the whole contest and i don't know you got to beat the best to be the best but in this circumstance, when you got all this pressure of these guys, I feel like the last comp of the year should be like the top sixteen or something against each other, and then boom, you got the world champion at the end. Like, uh, yeah, I just think, yeah, I don't know, I'm not into it, but I get it at the same time. Like, I'm kind of contradicting my own words, but. You know what I'm saying, eh? No, no, man. I can see your point. It's definitely a valid one. But I can also see the other flip of the side of the coin, sorry. And I can see, you know, why they're getting more people involved. And I can see, you know, um, just the mass numbers helping in in financial ways too. Um, So, you know, like it's, yeah, it's a... Yeah, it's it's a double-edged sword, but I see where you're coming from, man. I completely see where you're coming from. And think about the other players in this competition, man. Like you had... Amore, um, he was he was knocked out in the quarters, wasn't he? Uh, yes, yes, he was. Yeah, by yeah. David Perez. Yes, exactly. So the eventual competition winner. I felt like he was surfing pretty good. I think the waves, the lackluster waves, probably yeah. was his undoing too, because there were a couple of pretty quiet heats there towards the end. Um, yeah. As you could see, the swell kind of giving way like it. It's, it seems okay early in, in, in the day, but definitely towards the end of the, um, the finals day, God, it looked, yeah, a, a little bit gutless and just looked like bleak there, didn't it? Yeah, like it just turned, like it was just like whoever got that little chip in on a left. It wasn't even like get a bomb set, wait for the perfect weight. It was just like get a little chip in and, yeah, the conditions kind of let them down, really. It was still sick. It's the sickest bodyboard wave. I'm fucking amped on it, but yeah, it's got to be there every year. Like if it's for sure, you know, yeah. great to have pipe back at some stage. But that front on cementing in the calendar in my mind for 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 the rest of eternity. Like it's such a bodyboarding wave. Yeah, I feel like the bodyboarding tour is really missing pipeline, man. Bloody it's, oh, it's the best comp. Like like the shark line challenge is coming back. It's and that's going to be great. As probably as a specialty, obviously, I'm thinking. 
from I'm guessing. Sorry. No, but, no, no. You bang on, yeah. Especially if yeah, sure. which which is probably the way it should be. Um, it was always a difficult contest to have on the tour, but. Um, pipeline, fuck man, what like why isn't pipe there? Like, it's, it's so reliable, too. Pipe, like, you can turn up, it's got that atmosphere, it's got that cauldron like experience where you can kind of just prop yourself up on the beautiful sand. Um, you know, you've got all likes of people walking by the rich and the famous, the models, the um, surfing elite, bodyboarding elite. Filmers, um, photographers, you name it, they're all there, movie stars, and it fires more often than not. Like we, we've seen quiet seasons on the North Shore, but, you know, this year especially looking at the El Nino pattern, it looks like to be firing. They've had some early bombing swells already. It's just – it's got heritage. It's got history. It's a place where people want to watch surfing and bodyboarding going down. So to deprive them of that, I understand there's logistical restraints, but surely there can be something. Like, you know, at, at the moment I think there, there's a petition going around um, led by, uh, I believe it's Josh Kirkman in, in regards to um, the running of the pipe comp this year and, and currently we're sharing a reduced waiting period window with the um, the American Body Surfing Association. I think it's like seven days now, seven days mm-hmm. we, we have to run with them and our competitions at Pipeline in I think February or something. Yeah, like someone in bodyboarding in Hawaii needs to be, like, they, they need to be, because it, it, it's all got, the, the pipe contest and all the contests in Hawaii have all, all got to do with the permits. So they've got a certain a number of permits to give out every year because they want to, they don't want the whole North Shore to be contest the whole season because they're very, like, they're all on about, like, sharing the waves with, the free surface as much as the the contest, so it's super fucking strict, and they need someone to be going to the courts to reserve their spot, and and get a proper reserve, um and 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 pay the fucking the fee. You know what I mean? Mean so they've they've got it because that's I remember hearing it years ago that that's that's what it is, and and if you get it and you secure it like we used to, we used to secure it in fucking in in January, um, like whatever happened when we lost that spot, that was a bad thing, man, because then it's probably like once we lost it, it's hard to get it back. Um, yeah, definitely, because you've just before. filled it with another event that now wants to run continuously. Yeah, like somebody else probably took it, like, you know, the fucking the WSL or, or, or the back backdoor shootout or someone just went, oh, yeah, sweet, there's a, there's a permit there, I'll take it, and then boom, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a real tough one. That has to be worked on for sure. Because yeah, as we both agree on that, it's just one of those places. It's a magical place, and there's always a great outcome there. Some of the greatest comps I can remember watching were from Pipe, um, and yeah, you just you'd stay up and watch them in the in the night because at any moment you could see something crazy, like a an inverter for a ten foot backdoor closeout or. A perfect eight foot pipe pit that just spit someone out into the into gums you know like it's it's so good coops yeah even even if it's just small backdoor it's still epic it's just yeah oh you know what i mean like unbelievable like it it really is one of the best um stretches of reef 
in the world. You, you, yeah, you, you oh, it has to be the best, don't you reckon? reckon? Yeah, with all the reefs around it and all that kind of jazz, like on any given day with the right conditions coming into play, like far out, that whole stretch just lights up and, yeah, it is. Not it is for like sure. Um, back to this contest quickly, there's a couple of things that I noted that I thought were good and bad. The the In the final, David Perez did two air forwards to win the contest. Um, I thought that was cool. Instead of seeing a fucking another backflip show, he did two manoeuvres that was probably the sickest manoeuvre in bodyboarding. Um, yeah, they were kind of like under right. the lip and fling, flung out, but I was pretty stoked on that, that they rewarded him that. Um, that did, did you say that? Like it was it was just di- something different, mate. Like Yeah, 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 certainly. I, I think also too the conditions definitely called for it. I think um, that yeah. like crossing over wedge and, and what, he, what they were working with um, – definitely helped for sure but yeah you're right it wasn't a backflip show and it was a point of difference and yeah maybe that that that's in people's minds too to to kind of steer clear of just a standard backflip whenever they get the opportunity because it's worked from there in that final yeah for sure he that was like that was a massive positive um he did it, like, funnily enough, we're talking about backflips. He did a sick backflip in the semis and got a 10, I believe, um, against Michael Yancey, who is the Pro Junior World Champion. So Pro Junior World Champion got to the semis in the men's. It's 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 fucking crazy, these these young kids. Like, it was the, that happened in the male lives. The, the other, there was another guy from, the, I think he won the, the pro juniors in the in the Maldives, he got to the semis. It was like fucking how cool is that? They, and they would have been surfing double heats. Yeah, that's amazing stamina. It's, it's insane. It's yeah, it's something just didn't really happen back in the day. Hey, you had your divisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people would enter a couple of, of different ones, but not really from a grom going into the open divisions like that. It's yeah, it shows. Is there a, is there a wave of freakishly talented bodyboarders coming up through the the ranks that we're yet to see fully hit the world the world stage or they have here? But you know to fully be recognised and shine through, like you know, who yeah. knows, Coopsy? The future's bright, mate. I think so. The the Groms were sending it, mate. They they do a lot of backflips, and that that's fine. Like that kind of shows their age too, but. They were doing pretty sick ARSs and backflips. Like they were hitting some hectic sections um, in the final. So the final of the pro juniors, whoever won the heat was the world champion, and the 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 guy that came second, mate. I feel so sorry for him. He's from Brazil, Guillermo Montenegro. So. He got the highest score of the heat. He, did, he got like an eight, seven, five. He did the sickest backy on a left, mate. Like he went, it was like a full heavy one and went straight up and flipped over. And it was like, oh, you're going to get smashed and like popped out of it. And I was like, oh, fuck, that was pretty sick. But then he, he didn't get another wave, mate. Like he got two ones or something. And then Michael Yancey like did really well. Like he got two, he got an eight and a seven. And won the world title. Like it was pretty cool. Like they, they, you know, rode it out in the, in the, in the water. I thought that was cool. 
Yeah, yeah, bloody oath, man. Yeah, it's it's epic to watch. And as you said, like the form just stayed true with um, Yancey going all the way to the semifinals in the men's division. So, yeah, that's insane. And I heard the after party um, there at the at the Frontum Pro. They they threw a pretty big concert and everyone slammed down a few ice cold beverages, I believe, and um, partying on into the night. So, yeah, good times over there in Gran Canaria. You reckon the Silver Brothers were at the after party? Oh, yeah, maybe in like the darkest of alleys, like hanging around and just <laughs> waiting for certain unsuspecting people to walk by. Who knows? Who knows what they're up to? <laughs> oh, wait. Oh. They would have been drowning their sorrows that whole week, I reckon. Just been so pissed off they weren't in the comp. Oh, my God. For sure. They probably would have flown over a kilo of cocaine and just said, <laughs> do it, boys. <laughs> Chilenos, yes, we won't sleep for three days and we'll conspire to get them, string them up, and then possibly bring them back for ransom. I don't know how that was not even Chilean, that was just like oh, super my, Mexican uh, gringo, yeah, Mexican, exactly. So, yeah. shit. oh, fuck it, hell. I'm so uh, bad with accents, but I'm so bad with pronunciation of, of different. Oh, I love it, too. I love it's it. It's so entertaining to listen to, yeah. The, uh, it was cool. There was a couple of Aussies in the contest, a couple of Aussies on the commentary, which was cool. Yeah. Um, that that was, um, what's his name? Um, Joey. Joey Morton. And yeah. Marley Dunn was on there as well. But yeah, he Joey was. Like, was uh, really good. Yeah, I heard Marley in the last day. He was, he was, he was loving it. He gives great insights, man, obviously, because he's done it all before. But like, yeah, he, he was, he was frothing. You could tell he really liked to move to. He was like, oh, yeah, I'll pay that. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was, that was entertaining to watch, and you could tell when he when he was backing it. So yeah, it was sick. And that and that Joey, um, Joey Morton, Morton dude was a lovely fella to listen to. Eh? He was he was so positive and and just um on it. You know what I mean? Like he he was just frothing to be there. Yeah, he's very well spoken. Hundred percent Spanish. He spoke probably way better than you and I. So he <laughs> he was the right man for the job. It, 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 it was it was sick. Like. Yeah, I mean, you need to have someone. If it's an English broadcast, which I'm assuming it is, it's a bit of a mixed broadcast. But um, it's good to have someone speaking from, like, if you're going to speak English, someone from one of those, um, you know, from Australia or the or the United States or the UK. Um, yeah, exactly. Like when Jay Real went on, man, it's just such a good little um, add-on. You know what I mean? A necessary yeah. add-on. It's like you know when you go get a burger. Sometimes you don't get the fries. You think you're doing the right thing, but fuck, man, just get the fries. Get the fries and the chips. Add-ons are great. Always great. Just have a blowout. Who cares? Exactly. exactly. The, um, so, oi, how's the uh, got any um, any news from the Shark Island Challenge, or you can't say anything? Nah, mate, I'm 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 keeping it I'm keeping it tight lips. You know what I mean? I know what you're alluding to. I feel it. I definitely think there'll be a time and place, but um, with my two other constituents, uh, yeah. Mark Sadler and Sam Venn, I will be confirmed with them to possibly think of um, releasing other information later. But yeah, man, no, we're, we're just still got heaps of work to do, Coops. I'm being serious right now. There's still so much work to do, so we're, we're, we're ticking away. But there's been some good developments, and yeah, every time we do a potty, we're raving on about it. But it's um, it's good because we're just so excited about what is um, what is coming up, and it. it everyone who's putting their hands up there's so many small businesses that are getting involved and wanting to sponsor riders um and just 
take on the packages that are available to help fund the whole comp. Like it's it's all time. So yeah, if, I guess probably a good time now, um, better than any, if anyone is out there looking to um, possibly sponsor the Shark Island Challenge in any way, shape or form, we've got um, small business packages ranging anywhere from $500 all the way um, upwards um, and on and onwards. But again, it doesn't have to be exact amount, any sort of um, donation, any sort of sponsorship deal, any sort of, yeah, um, part of uh, the comp you want to be involved in, please reach out to Shark Island. Oh, yeah, it's Shark Island Challenge 2024 at gmail.com or even just hit up the Riptide or the Instagram of um, – I mean, the the Shark Island Challenge or the Riptide Instagram for any further information. Rant over. Mate, it can't be a coincidence that she hasn't broken in so long and then you guys just poke the bear and then she fucking comes alive in November, mate, with a <laughs> strong offshore, high fucking tide. It, and, then, and then one of the organisers of the event gets maybe one of the ways of the day it can't sure. be a coincidence mate mother nature i'm i'm not superstitious but i believe in juju like that that was juju mate it's just changed her she'd woken her up and now we're gonna fucking run the sickest comp ever yeah, I really hope it's coming back to what it was because, again, I can just remember as a grom constantly having so many days out there and just watching so many of the pro riders coming through my town um, showing us how it's done out there. And I want to see that again, you know what I mean? I want to see Mike Stewart out there. I want to see Tanner McDaniel out there. I just want to see the top guys. And there's so many people to choose from, but, um, yeah, more the merrier and just – yeah, like I mean, it's it's always a double-edged sword because you you want your own backyard for yourself, but um, the island's too good to keep secret and and too good not to to share with the world. So goodness gracious me, bring it on! I just want to, I just can't wait to just have a beer after it. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm looking at, like I'm I'm looking forward to the whole thing, but you know that moment of contentment of like what's unfolded, or if it does, obviously we're still waiting for a swell, so that's fingers crossed. But you know what I mean? Just like looking over it all and just thinking, oh. What a glorious event, and yeah, hopefully yeah. it all um, it unfolds that way. It's the best event, other than the pipe comp. They're the they're the two. What about this? What if we got in contact with fucking Morgan Brown and said, "Hey, mate, we want a black rock comp. How do we do it? <laughs> who who we got to bribe in the parks oh. down there? In the in like." Fuck, mate, that would be the best world tour comp ever, mate. Well, maybe not ever, but it would be nah, the sickest comp. Like, you're very bang on for sure. I know it's a yeah, it's it's a real tough one there too because again, it's a known wave. Most people know about it. Yeah. You don't want to spruik it up because it's like you don't want to hype it up too much from what it is already, or get it even more exposed. So. But, yeah, it would be just such a good wave to hold a comp at, man. Like even just looking back on the, the local comps they held there um, and just watching some of those days, like you don't even – I mean, it breaks like 300 days a year. Like it just yeah. – it's always breaking. And, and obviously some days are better than others, but like, like it doesn't take much for the place to come alive. So surely just picking a time in spring and autumn or whatever, like you'd be just cruising. Yeah. So, spring. Spring, like, but it, 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 I reckon the hardest, the hardest part of it would be choosing the day because you'd have lots of days to choose from. That's 
that's the craziest thing about the wave. Like, I mean, it's a crowded wave. Like, I'm, we're not blowing a spot out here, so whatever. But, like, I'm just talking about contests. Like, it'd be the sickest comp wave. Oh, for but, sure, um, man. Like, so good. Like, you even saw what what happened when um, the APB or, no, was it the IBA then? I don't know if it was the APB. It might have been the IBA. Um, went to, to Bully and, and obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Went to that wave um, that I've spoken about before, but probably just won't now from fear of getting ridiculed by anyone and everyone <laughs> out there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they held that comp there and having GoPros on their their, their backs and um, and and made a spectacle of what you know it was a pump and day down there. So there's plenty of waves, I guess. Our options, it's just the politics and just the environments in which surround them, eh? Yeah. I mean, the national park thing is always going to be difficult. Always difficult, eh? They are always yeah. difficult to work with, and you impede on any sort of um, any sort of any sort of vegetation, any sort of like environmental disruptions. Like rightly so, you want to keep it pristine. It, it'd be very hard to um, get a comp in there. I mean, like it's here. Yeah. I guess it'd just be working with the local community, but at the same time, it's. Yeah, you got you got a hill to climb, but I agree with the coops. That would be a great destination. You could not pick a better location for a bodyboarding comp. For sure. Yeah. Well, mate, that's a wrap. So well done to Tanner. Yeah, yeah. Well done to the world champ, 2023, awesome. Tanner McDaniel. Stoked for him, man. That's awesome. I know, eh? Like we honestly are, because you and me have spoken all year about how consistent he's been, how legit he's been just and how I the tiger has been in trying to get a world title and it can um it's it was it's shown down to the to the very last day there at at, at front on it was it was so cool to watch so yeah hats off to the man he's, he's a very humble man and he's probably one of the world's greatest bodyboarders so good on him yeah interesting to see what happens next year with the tour and everything so we will wait and see eh? Yeah, I want to see if we come back together for Comp Talk Coops. Obviously, like, definitely bringing the segment back, but what kind of Comp Talk will we be holding, um, especially to Whispers, you know, just as the year rounds out, there could be Whispers that there might be a pivotal South American Comp being in jeopardy of not being on the tour schedule, you know, there's whispers mm-hmm. there, Sean Gregory Cooper. Can't deny, confirm, but yeah. Ooh, it's juicy. It's getting me uh, chops just licking and water and coming into the tactic, eh? There's lots of drama, mate. There always will be in bodyboarding. I know. We we never learn, eh? It's like Bold and the Beautiful on repeat, bro. It's so, uh, so hectic. But except probably without the long stairs and pauses, you know, like a bit more high pace, <laughs> you know, like fuck there's some stairs and some pauses in, in, in days of our lives and, and all that shit. Eh? My dude, you know, how's this before we sign off? Just a fun fact before um, my grandfather passed, like he, he was still able, he was, he was cruising, he was loving, he was in eating like packets of mint slices a day. Just, did not give a fuck. Like he was loving the last bit of his life and he he was always in his chair for like the two o'clock afternoon rerun of like Days of Our Lives, eh? It was no way. Yeah, this man went to war, World War Two, you know, like watched Japanese soldiers eat his friends and all this kind of stuff, and vice versa. Like obviously we did horrific things to the 
Japanese too, but like, man, like saw some hectic stuff and ended his life in, you know, beautiful suburban Condor Park, beautiful family around him, but just love and mint slices and watching days of our lives. It's just oh, funny how life takes a turn, eh? It's the small things in life, mate. Mate, it's the small things in life. Dip your Tim yeah. Tim in your tea, but don't leave your soggy bits at the bottom. The small things in life. <laughs> Sorry, I can't wait to get old. Which oh, I, am. I know, man. I know. Well, we've got so many good things to like look forward to, and I think you, know, you and me are in a sweet spot where um we're gonna have some benefits, man. Like I reckon stem cells are gonna be around. We're gonna be cruising. Mm. Like we'll be we'll be booging eighty, ninety. Like I'm I'm planning on living a hundred, and if I don't, and if I'm gonna have to go out, it's just gonna be. A whole lot of speed and heroin just mixed together. I think that's the only way. I can just see you just sitting at the mouse trap when you're 90, just fucking backdooring it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting washed into cancer corn at South Cronulla and just yeah. ending up a corpse where I belong up on the, the sunbeds there. Yeah. 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 That's me, mate. All right. Well, thank you, um, everyone, for listening to another edition of Comp Talk. That's us for the year, but um, you'll be definitely seeing us in 2024. And, Coops, I think I'm going to have you on very shortly again just uh, to the fat on everything Boogan Bros. We can't fucking have such a hiatus from you on the mic here on Luke's Lounge. Thanks, brother. I look forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, me, bro. Keep well. See you, mate. Cheers, bro. Bye, mate. Ah.